Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to another episode of my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I'm your host, Taylor Strecker. And today I have on very good friend of mine, hilarious woman, Bravo Liberty, Hannah Burner. Welcome to the show. I love how you turned into like a six-year-old woman there, 60. You're like, I'm oh, always. and then we, we got some girls that love to talk about Bravo. We're going to talk about Bravo. <laughs> That's like me in the essence of my soul. No, like Joan Rivers is my spirit animal. Was. You're Rest super weird. I know. I'm the weirdest. So am I. Hannah Burner, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So Hannah's been a guest before. I think it, I mean, it was a while ago, wasn't it? It was a long time, I thought. Are you sure it wasn't, I didn't have you on kind of semi-recently? Nope. I, no? I thought we were in a huge fight, so I was very happy I got asked back on. I love when I think I'm in fights with my friends and then I'm not. And then when you find out it's not a fight, you think of all the time you wasted thinking and feeling bad about yourself and like, shaming yourself. And like watching each other's Instagram stories and being like, she hates me. I hate her. I'm not liking that picture. Or like a new person who you think hates you. You're like, why did I DM her boo-boo? Oh. Like that was so weird that I said the word boo-boo and now she's never going to be my friend again. Overthinking is my second job. Like people are like, how do you come up with so many funny tweets or something? I'm like, well, I'm an overthinker. So if 2% of all my extra thoughts are funny, yep. you guys can laugh at it. And then I'm, I have to deal with other 98% of shit. So when I first started doing uh, Cosmo Radio, but when I was like uh you know basically an embryo um compared to me now <laughs> i remember being like bad shit would happen right fights with my mom fights with my friends like getting attacked in the subway you know the huge in new york yeah, city yeah. and it was the first time in my life that rather than be like oh my god i'd be like great content and this is before content was even like a word that people used on the regular yeah and so i started to realize that when i was doing radio i had four hours to fill up so i was like great Bring on the shit world because that way I have shit to talk about. But it is a tortured life because then when you get happy, like uh, my marriage was fantastic mm -hmm. fodder and material for radio. Mm -hmm. I'm in love now. I'm about to move to Jersey City, which probably will cause a lot of problems. Yeah. But like theoretically, that's why you move there. You're like things are too good right now. I'm moving good. to Jersey City. I need City. to shake shit up and like and like create some <laughs> some drama. Um, but like. By all accounts, I'm so happy with my girlfriend. I'm yeah. happy with my family. I'm happy with, like, her family. I've got great friends. I've got, like, great coworkers. I, like, pretty much But we're human. You'll job. find something else to complain about. But really, happiness is, it's a, it's a Comedians real are content killer. too happy. I am one of those people. Chris Farley, they said, that's, like, one of the reasons that he, I mean, OD killed himself. No one yeah. really knows. But he was, like, tortured because he wanted to get thin because he was miserable in his body. Aww. But he felt like his, the reason he was funny was his fat. Isn't that so sad? It is sad. I feel like I'm slowly but surely getting to that point. It's making me really nervous. <laughs> 
and then, no and this is how our brains really work like because the more i gain weight like my dad's like whenever i book any video work my dad's like oh great you're gonna lose 15 pounds don't come for my dad he's old school okay yeah, he's yeah. old school he's old school my mom's always like i just want you to look healthy yeah i know what that means <laughs> but i'm like dad no i actually think it's better like to maybe have a little weight on me at least at this day and age i'm just gonna say there are some instagram influencers who are I would say on the like heavier side, yes, who plus will size, plus size, who mm-hmm. will edit their photos so they still look like they have this insanely small waist. And I'm like, if it's this so bitch just up. owned her shit, people would relate to her and like love her more. I actually interviewed a plus size model a while ago. Her name is Lyris, mm-hmm. and she was a plus size model, one of the first ones ever on uh, Run Run the Runway. Oh, America's Next Time Model. Nope, we are all over the place. Uh, Project <laughs> Runway. Oh, fun. She's great. Um, and she was saying basically how um, there are thin models and then there's plus size models, but there is like a realm of women who are in like no man's land. And she yeah. was in that's oh, I that's had, the lane I'm in. I had Lexi Stout on my podcast, Burning Hell, B E R N E whatever you figured out um so (laughs) great (laughs) self-promotion thank you good job so she was talking about how she's a plus-size model model but they'd be like hey we need your boobs to be bigger and your butt to be smaller like the ratios weren't right for her or they'd be like you're too big here but too small here like so there is it's insane but speaking of being in bad things so i'm currently in this like fucked up i call it a relationship this with this guy and i won't get out of it one because he's the most beautiful thing i've ever laid eyes on but yes. two because the content just keeps coming to me oh girl the the content he's brought me like i was sitting there he's still not over his ex-girlfriend he doesn't want to hook up with me because he said it's going to complicate things and it, we might get emotions and it would get and he's not ready for that and then he also um is just really dumb so oh, i literally thought in that moment such a savage i was like i do i like him or is he just emotionally physically and spiritually unavailable (laughs) i posted it and people were just like i get you and i'm like this is why i'm staying with him okay so here's the deal i actually met him so hannah and i have been friends for a long time we met through work we met through michelle change yes and i just have to say taylor gave me my first opportunity to be on the air yeah, um, so you're welcome. She, she bit the bullet. Seriously, I'm so sick of fucking, <laughs> like, inspiring all of you bitches. Y'all are fucking laughing uh, me. If you're we playing Mario Kart, I'm, like, still on lane one. You guys are fucking on lane four. No, your back is hurting from carrying us Literally, all. Stassi, she always says, she's like, you're the reason I do a podcast. I'm like, then cut me in! <laughs> then I want an Asian Give me person. 3%, bitch. <laughs> I'm not more, 10. Yeah, yeah, you're 10. Uh, but she did bring me I'll on her three. podcast tour, so, I mean, I guess that's some sort of payback. Yeah, I'll get you back eventually. Okay, okay. I'm, oh, oh. I'm keeping receipts. I keep a little black book, not of sex partners, of all the people I've helped their careers and launch and start. And I will come with my little You're tin keeping can score. You're keeping score. Down the road. I'm going to hit y'all up for some money, honey. Um, my, hus- my husband in the future is like, why are you giving 10 grand to that homeless month, woman outside? A month. A month. I'm like, girl, this girl needs it. Don't worry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we met a while back. I've known you what now for a year and a half, two years? Two years. Two years. I love you so oh, yeah, much. I love you. And the last time I had you on my podcast, you were just starting Summer House. You could finally talk about it and promote yeah, it. Yeah. And um, and now here you are again. You're here this time because I wanted to I'm not doing like a Halloween podcast. Yeah. I'm not that cheesy. Yeah. But like 
We're we doing have a Halloween to, podcast. But we totally have to fucking do a Halloween <laughs> podcast. And like, today is Halloween. Yeah. It's like, how can I not? When yeah. my podcast hits on Halloween, uh, duh. Yeah. And I thought, who's like a Halloween person? Of course, the first person I thought was Kelly Catrone because she's like, she's like queen Halloween. But she was busy. But she's always busy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, totally. So, no. Uh, but I recently learned that you, Hannah Burner, are a witchy woman. And I thought, who better to have on this podcast on Halloween than witchy Hannah Burner? I didn't even know you were a witchy. Tell me all about this. This is interesting because I liked an Instagram post this morning that I didn't, then scrolled for 20 minutes so we didn't start the podcast. Yeah. 20 minutes later or more. Yep. Did not find the post. Don't you love when that happens? Oh, but it was something like how to tell you're a witch. And it was like, first thing, or like a witch in your past life. Like you try to take down the patriarchy. Okay, that's you. <laughs> so that's me. That's me too. And then also like you're just into like, reading people's energies and okay. reflecting on your own energies uh, and then you just check check believe in like a some kind of higher power like but or like, you just love reading horoscopes which um see that's the only place i fall off in but like i i just i think it was lazy sign? i'm a pisces which does not feel right why did you talk like that because i'm a witch and she just came into my body <laughs> i think i'm a witch but i hate to drop a bomb on you but i actually like hate halloween Oh my God. And the podcast is ruined. <laughs> and um, please follow me at Being Burns and I'll talk to you guys later. Listen, I actually hate <laughs> Halloween too. So this is going to kind of be perfect. So um, we do have other things to talk about aside from Halloween, but I do want to get in some Halloween stuff like mm -hmm. what you're doing this year, yeah. like past Halloweens. Because I feel like yep. it is, you said something that I thought was so hysterical a couple weeks ago. So just FYI, Hannah is on the Taylor Strecker show, my daily talk radio show. It's 8, 10 a.m. live Monday through Friday. And Hannah's on every single Monday to do Millennial Mayhem, which is like her segment where she just brings us all her millennial woes. Yeah. And like, or she'll catch us up on like millennial terms mm -hmm. or like, I don't know, help us just understand why millennials are like the way that they are. Yep. Sometimes we throw you a millennial parade when you're having like a down moment. We give you, we just, we just cover her face in fucking gold stars. Yeah. And give her trophies. And then and just, sometimes they get attacked. And we say, you win. <laughs> and then She's sometimes like, they're like, I feel better. We hate the millennials. But you know what? Oh, we, we don't do that anymore. We don't anymore i but like there millennials now yeah i just realized that it benefits or me people love being like, like i hate millennials but i don't mind hannah <laughs> that's you know the best dm Let's i get have from a listeners. Moment about millennials yeah uh, everyone and i've been a guilty party so i can speak from that perspective but like yeah we have to lay off millennials just First every generation is different and people don't like difference yes that's really it millennials i mean i don't love great. i don't love this whole tiktok bullshit that the gen what are they gen x they're z's. Gen z's whatever they're z -ers. z years i don't understand that shit but i'm not gonna try to put them on the stake I will say what the number one thing I think that is a stereotype of millennials in general is that like they like they're very entitled mm -hmm. like they want it all for very little mm -hmm. but quite frankly all the millennials I know are using that quality to like change the world for the better and their lifestyle for the better and first of all y'all are shaking shit up thank you and but, not apologizing but first of all the way we got that way was through any parenting from the generation that's talking shit so I'm just put that out there mm. but I would argue True. people do think like millennials are lazy or entitled but i think the truth is is that we're the first generation that has found out how to monetize like our own personal brand because I of the technology could not agree more. so i actually am always on the clock like i work from the second i wake up and i'm not saying i'm like a crazy hard worker but i just never get that peace and quiet Yo, of millennials mind are efficient as fuck like i never get that peace and quiet of mind when i'm just like on my phone because it's either like responding to dms from people thinking of the next tweet i'm gonna post responding to emails mm -hmm. answer like 
we're just living a different lifestyle. And, but also, I do want to say thank you for the our previous generation of giving us the groundwork of like doing the corporate jobs and showing us what we would never want to do. Well, seriously, right? <laughs> you know what it is? I'll tell you what it is. Because I'm a cusper. I'm a Gen X, but yeah. I'm also, I'm like a late in life millennial. Late yeah. in life lesbian, late in life millennial. <laughs> and I'm just starting to embrace the millennial side of me because I see that it's working for the millennial community. Oh, yeah. And Gen Xers are just beating their heads against the wall, pissed off. And I get why you guys are. And also, I guess, I get why we are. I'm yeah. also one of you. But because... We were taught a certain social structure. Follow these rules and it will work out for you. We hate rules. And it's been completely disrupted by just society and technology in general, but also millennials and their mentality haven't helped because they're saying fuck the rules and it's working. Yeah. But guess what? If you can't beat them, goddamn, join them. So that's join what him. I'm a I'm a joiner. I literally every day try. My dad's in sales and he hates sales, but he's good at it. Yep. And and he's hysterical. And every day I'm like, Dad, start a podcast about like the Brooklyn Boys. Get one of your like other like 55 year old friends talk shit. And he won't do it. You know what it is? Millennials are dreamers, and Gen Xers are rule followers. Mm. And so I understand when you're a rule follower, and then dreamers get to break the rules over and over and over again and yeah. get rewarded for it. It almost feels like people are are committing crimes and not I, getting arrested. I love when and other generations justice. when you guys learn from other generations like my nana um at nana still got on instagram i promote her on every podcast because yes. it's part of our contract no i'm just kidding but i want to be her manager someday um she basically was like she just posts like thirst traps from vacations your she was like grandma is so thirsty and se- she's the thirstiest <laughs> motherfucker in the world and she's just like she wants to become an instagram star and it's adorable because she's basically like living this new life of excitement she used to just wake up do crossword puzzles watch her stories which are like um (laughs) soap soap operas operas. she goes oh i need to watch my story jason just got just got kicked off they killed him off nana what about your story what's your story and she's been writing a book and like it's just so fucking cool my mom now who has been a principal for like 20 plus years Uh is about to retire and she goes I think I want to be a jazz musician because that's this. what I wanted to do. But see, this is what I'm saying. That look at the power of, and you are, by all accounts, a successful millennial. Not Thank not you. every millennial gets to do what you're, you're doing. No, but. I find a, a lot of unsuccessful men to have sex with. Sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's so great. That's You know what? Amazing charitable work that you're doing. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. I want to make them feel Thank more you. successful by letting them put their dick in me. But I really, really feel, it's just like I just didn't even hear the word dick. It's like my lesbian just rejected it. <laughs> But I really do feel like I'm going to bleep it out. <laughs> but I get it because for, for I mean, I was one of the haters for a while, like looking at millennials. Oh, like they just think that they can like not. Oh, so like you get all the vacation days you want. You never have to like go to work. You just work from home. Yeah, right. You're not doing it's anything. actually no vacation days. And unlimited vacation days means yes. no vacation days. They're like, oh, you're going to take one. You're unlimited. Yeah. Just going to do it now. Well, when you have actual vacation days, you're yep. like, sorry, I need to take these. No, I really having now spent, I would say, like a year and a half of concentrated time with millennials. Yeah. I am like blown away by the work ethic. It never stops. It never sleeps. And even they, they have unconventional schedules, but it yeah. doesn't matter because they never, ever stop. Also, our parents telling us that we're, we're, we're great has seriously harmed us in the way that like if it, we don't feel if we yes. don't feel great or we compare ourselves to someone on Instagram who's doing better we're like we're not doing well enough so we have type A personalities we, yep. we strive for perfection we have a lot of anxiety because we always feel like we're not good enough but for being highly competitive I would be surprised I'm, I'm surprised at how like amicable everybody is and collaborative everybody is and, and it's yeah. like I believe millennials 
like if I had to give millennials a slogan, I would say they all agree that all ships rise with the tide. Yep. Like there, it's like, oh my god, it's good for you. It's well, good we for grew me. up on social media, which is social. It's about sharing. It's about commenting. That's it's true. about liking. So I think online, we've always had these communities. So the, and it's all free content. Facebook was free. MySpace is free. Whereas Gen Xers, it was like there's only one spot. I'll rip your fucking face no. off. And there's a I, there's a part of me that inside of my soul is that person. I just yeah. have to squash that bitch down. Yeah. Well, everyone has you know that green envious side to them that they have to you have to do work on it i think we gen xers actually struggle with that that um green envy more than millennials do i think everybody does but i think well that we think really, about really the do. work culture that you lived in which is like this man got a raise and you did as hard work or yeah. this you didn't have the control to like fight so no. you just were like you had no that. you just suck it up you just sucked it up yeah where millennials are like oh you don't want to give me a job i'll start my own company and it might fail yep but it's it's like part of the risk. I actually feel also like millennials are bringing back this like American entrepreneurial spirit, and we we really yeah. need that. It's like dim, it's you like, can't count on the president to create you jobs, girl. We don't talk politics on this podcast, and I'm not. I'm saying any president, any president. Oh, then I'm here for like that. literally, but like you can't wait for the government nope. to give you a fucking job. Do it. You yourself. can't be like, oh, they're gonna the mining. Who I don't know. What did people do back then? I mean, I I would do mining. It pays <laughs> I, a lot of money. I also would argue for women out there. That the meme culture yes. is is a oh. feminist movement. I agree. No, no, blogging, um, Instagram, yep. like like inf- being an influencer. That is a female dominated industry. Yep. Like all we do is share memes to each other, and it's a lot of it is female humor. And these meme pages, you don't know if they're men or women, so there's yeah. no like judgment. And I actually think the women do a lot better than and, the men. Well, I'm starting to see this new thing that is pissing me the fuck off. What? Sorry for cursing. Where men are trying to monetize off female humor and will start posting memes like when you have a rough day so you cut your hair into bangs and it's like you're a dude stop trying to make female humor like a thing for you yeah or like oh when i get too much anxiety so i just drink tons of wine and watch murder documentaries i'm like you're a dude that's not what that's you not do what you do go make memes for your boys about like but that's the thing like sucking each other's dicks i don't know but you know what so these thirst traps on instagram they literally like you they have millions of followers but they're not getting any sponsors because it's all, all their men. followers are men and if you have a, a predominantly male following oh you're essentially i'm gonna give you some like unmarketable dirt. so like apparently like jen selter who has jen she's selter. the she's the one who has like the butt she's like a girl she's like one of the first did she, have, did she have a six, like, a six pack when she had a baby? No, but that is one of them. I can't deal That's with those. That's a very big trigger it's for very, me. It's very triggering. The I two on like... top, I hate that shit. You're pregnant. Let it go, girl. That's, I can't back. wait to be pregnant. Have a snack. Take a break. Feed your child. Sit on your ass. And they're like, people are getting mad at me, but I just like, I work out while I'm, I'm pregnant. I'm sorry that I have a six pack on top of my pregnant belly. <laughs> what? I'm like, that's not normal. <laughs> no, it's not normal. Ugh. It makes me hungry just looking at it. A baby's probably hungry too. I shouldn't say that, but I will. <laughs> um, so Jen Selter has 10 million followers. She's one of the first like thirst trap Damn. influencers. There are arguments that her butt's fake, which is a whole nother issue. But like she just posts stuff about her butt. And I talked to someone who was like kind of working with them. And I was like, you guys must be like killing the game. And they're like, nope oh the men following are not like following because they like look up to her they want to understand her lifestyle they want to no, get free, advice from her it's free soft porn exactly she should actually just take it all off 
start having sex and just rake it in. So ladies, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I'm just that girl with half a million followers. It's like, if you want a lot of random dudes in mm-hmm. foreign countries sending you dick pics and jerking off to you because that makes your ego feel better, that's fine. But you're not going to make a shit ton no, of money. No. And like, I can't well, say... Well, women, women are the, I mean, women are the spenders. They're the consumers. They are. Um, my girlfriend works for the female quotient mm-hmm. and they have the stat that says that if the, if pay inequality in, for the gender gap mm-hmm. was closed mm-hmm. and women made as much money as their male counterparts, the economy in one year would go up by like $1 trillion because that's how much that's money insane. women spend. It makes complete sense because think about it. Who is buying the groceries? Who's deciding what to buy for presents? It's The women are making the buying decisions. Yep. It's also like gay marriage when gay marriage got legalized and they said the wedding industry like popped because they were able to spend so much money on yeah. these in- extravagant gorgeous beautiful weddings oh yeah because it's like you've been holding this down forever we're gonna have the fucking we're gonna have lies on manelli marry yeah. us <laughs> fuck him and that's what we're saving towards is she alive i think she is i did just see judy though oh yeah which is and, a little dark and it was dark dark um but it just shows the life of a performer after it's not like the rise to fame it's like the afterwards oh shit that's, and i think that's important for our generation that to see, is important to see like it's not just like oh you become famous and life is good no success is not happiness happiness is the moments in between that you're not that you're just existing but as we learned very profound hannah but as we learned <laughs> happiness is a success killer so keep being miserable kids <laughs> yeah if you want to be a comedian Great don't content. be happy okay so Hannah is on my daily talk radio show. Like I said, every Monday. Um, also, Hannah, you fill in from time to time. Yeah. Um, you're. I mean, honestly, I, I consider you one of the co-hosts. Thank you, baby. I do, and I love I you. I consider myself that too. So. Okay, I'm very happy to hear that because I, I say love doing me. the show with you. You're like the number one automatic. Anyone can't come in. Hannah Burner's in. Oh, thank you. You are welcome. I mean, because you know I'm not busy in the morning. Sean Kilby. <laughs> Sean Kilby has two days, Monday and Friday. Uh-huh. And I, I spoke to him and I said, I really think Hannah should have a day. And he said, I'm not giving up one of my days. And I said, okay. So, <laughs> Wait, so we're putting it on Sean now? I guess like you, how about this? Uh, maybe you, should I have a like Jesse Jollis and um, Darren Carp to be like in a thruple of like rotation. I think it's thruple. What? No, it's thruple. And if you correct me again, I'm not going to make you co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I think me and Sean should. I know you are. And then I suddenly have my tail between my legs. I think me and Sean should just like fight to the death and see what happens. Well, Sean still gets a day. Just because he's a man? No, Hannah. (laughs) (laughs) This is why there's a pay inequality because Sean. It's my fault. Because Sean needs my fault. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally fine with like, I kind of like the excitement of being like, Hey, you're free this day instead of like <laughs> the boring consistency of knowing what your schedule is. God forbid. But anyway, like she's a millennial. She doesn't like repetition. That's actually what I thought. She doesn't like discipline. Um, so, but Hannah is just the best. Hannah's also on Bravo's Summer House. Um, oh, I know. Wow. So you were on the third season, which was your first season. Yes. And now you're going to be on their fourth, your second season. Yeah. Can we confirm that? We can confirm okay, it. Fantastic. So we filmed this last summer. We're currently doing like confessionals and stuff, and hopefully it's out. In like January, February, and March, do January. you know if there's going to be a third season for you? Slash, a what would that be? A oh God, no! Season? I'm just a leaf blowing in the wind, going where people tell me to go. It's time to talk about one of our sponsors, and this one, oh, I love it so much. It's Honey Baby. So, have you ever bought something online and then you find out that you could have gotten it for less? Well, guess what? Not me, because I have Honey. It's the free browser extension that saves you time and money when you shop online. 
Honey scans the internet for coupon codes and other discounts. And then like magic, it automatically applies the one with the biggest savings to your car to check out. It's like magic. It's so amazing. It knows every coupon code, every sale, or every discount on over 20,000 sites. I'm talking Amazon. I'm talking Macy's, J. Crew, Domino's, Target, and oh, so much more. All you have to do is just shop like normal and Honey finds you savings. Oh, recently I was shopping at Sephora Online, which does break my soul because it's oh, so expensive. And then I was like, oh my God, wait a second. Why do I have a $15.75 discount? Anyway, Honey has found it's 10 million users over a billion with a B, billion dollars in savings. There's really no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use and installs on your computer in just two clicks. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Taylor. That's joinhoney.com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R. And now back to the podcast. Now that you're really in the reality television world. Yeah. What like is, what's like, Speaking of jobs and unconventional <laughs> ones, what's your job like? Like, is it, do you feel confident in it? Are you a fucking mess and a disaster all the time, not knowing what's going to happen? Like, because uh, at this point, like. question. Summer House is one of the first shows on Bravo that I think it's the only show that's within the last four years that has launched and not been canceled because we're the first show in the last four years that's stayed despite the Amazons, the HBOs, the Showtime, the live streaming, the Netflix. They weren't competing with that back in the day. Back then you go on Bravo. franchise wasn't, Vanderpump wasn't. So all those stuff, so all these other shows are competing with the Netflixes of the world and people who could, like no one watches live TV. So the fact, I'm very proud of Summer House for that. However, you never know if it's going to get picked up. And the thing with reality TV is all they do is give you the show. That's why I think there's a wide range of so many reality TV stars that go nowhere and some that blow up because they just give you the show and it's your job. It's to a platform. Well, when I worked at Sirius, I remember they wouldn't pay us a lot. And they said, well, we're not going to pay you because it's a platform like you have an amazing platform to create all these other businesses. But be careful, because well, that's, when that's I tried to do up. that, I got fired. So. Yeah, that's fucked up. Because also with Bravo, it's like they have their contract. And then I'm like, OK, so you're only going to pay me this. And I can't do other stuff. Well, that's the, the this is where this is. I, I will say, um, hey, 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 <laughs> major media. OK, hey, you over there. Hey, you over there. Big, big conglomerates of media. And OK, take you, out your AirPods. <laughs> you don't have to pay us a lot of money if you think that the platform's great. But yeah. if you're going to say that the platform is great, then you got to get rid of these non But also if the platform's great, they only want great talent, which means you're great talent and Thank they you. should pay. It. But anyway, okay. um, we're going to make okay. money regardless. It's fine. My thing was I always wanted to start like a mental health comedy podcast yes so i re- i started it before the first season aired oh i will say this as your mentor yeah um hannah burner she it reminds me of the Oshry sisters oh they God, say you. they're gonna do it and they actually follow through with it and like and they have like such a clear vision of like the stepping stones to get to the end result and you really like you mapped it out girl thank you really you. did like you were like i'm gonna be on the show which means i can launch this podcast so i need to have it launched before this season airs because that mm-hmm. will help me get listenership mm-hmm. like very smart but also i think it's worked because i actually just i it's like my passion project i love it and, and well it shows it's called burning in hell by the way thank you b-e-r-n-i-n-g and people so once it started this one one of my lawyers gave me really great advice where he was like like what i do how how do i not fuck this up and he's like whatever you do 
go hard in the paint because the worst thing that could happen is people are like, oh, what do you think of the new cast member Hannah? And people are like, huh? Who? Uh, uh, yeah, she's nope. good. You want people to either be like, I fucking love her or I, or I don't. Hear. And that's how life is when you get older. Like, I didn't have opinions when I was 20. I was like, yeah, whatever you guys like, whatever you want. I just wanted to like survive. And now I'm like, this is my pin- opinion. This is what I stand for. This is what I care about. And because I had life experiences to believe these things. Right. And then people who want to hear more of that and not in like a, in an edited like summer house world, mm-hmm. can they go to my podcast to see like exactly. more? Exactly. Okay. But like, so the, so summer house specifically. Yeah. So like, what's your like job schedule? Like? Oh yeah. So right now we're doing um, confessionals. I've so seen that on your Instagram Every story. other week I go in and we answer questions. Um, But it's like, so I have that and then I have my podcast. So those are the two things. But Summer House, it doesn't like, it's not creative for me. Like I just, I'm myself. I do my thing. I get and into really, fights. It's I like people. your high season is the summer. You're, and that's when you're like, like you are so busy in the summer. It's crazy. It's, I don't know how I function. Because right. like Thursday to Sunday we film. And then Monday to Wednesday I have like normal real life shit because I still have stuff I work on. Right. But I try to Monday like sleep. Yeah, and then, well, you're working over the weekend. Yeah. You're like a bartender. And then, exactly. On crack. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah. And then, but everyone is going to see it in a couple months on national TV. And then. That's what, that's what the weirdest part is that you guys do your jobs and then you guys have to do pickups, which is still your job. So you relive it again. So you, re- which is, t- which is, I mean, tra- traumatic. Yeah. And then. You relive you it have again. to watch it, which is PTSD worthy. <laughs> like, and. And then there's a fallout, and then you, and then you don't know if you're gonna get asked back, which is, which is terrifying and traumatic. And then you get to start but filming, Taylor, which is then traumatic. What is this all? This whole podcast about trauma breeds good comedy. Amen. So I'm realizing I have my podcast that I've been doing for almost a year, which is crazy. And then I have well, that's great because it's also consistency. Because in the off season, you are still a relevant person to the audience. Very smart, Miss Hannah. Thank you, honey. You didn't do that on purpose. But now I'm starting to I realize I love writing my own tweets and I love writing my own videos. Yeah, her Instagram is bomb. I try to copy it, but I suck. <laughs> <You're so> <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> Honestly, just just take my name off the top and put your name on some. It'll okay, we'll start we'll start a war. I'll do all the straight ones. Yeah, they'll, they'll totally <laughs> blend. Change them into lesbian. <laughs> Yeah, like, my girlfriend hate it when a girl them. does this. My girlfriend will love that. <laughs> don't you hate when you're like hooking up with a girl randomly? And, you met on an app? and they just like, don't put a condom on. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but then I, I realized like, I Taylor's writing her own tweets these I, days. <laughs> you just get a ghost writer. Fuck it. Seriously. Um, with enough money, you could do it. Seriously. Just need a couple more subscribers on the Taste of Taylor show. You, you got it. Ow, ow. But I, I then for Burning in Hell, which is super excited, you, exciting. November 6th, 7th, and 8th, yes. I have live shows in Philly, Belmore, Long Island, and Boston. So with those live shows I started to do, I've done them at Gotham, I've done it at Caroline's. I was at one, it was amazing. Taylor killed it. It basically is, I will say this, it's a comedy show. Like, oh. it's a live podcast, mm-hmm. but it's really, I mean, it, it's pretty much you're coming out for a comedy show. So I did, like, I do 20 minutes of stand-up in the beginning, I challenged yep. myself, and then I recently just started... I started falling in love with stand-up, which I didn't want to because my ex-boyfriend was a stand-up. Same. And I, like, for, like, six months couldn't even, like, go to a stand-up show even though I love comedy. And then I realized, I'm like, you've been writing, you've been editing, you've been... Like You've been this circling stuff. the circling stand up for so long, yeah. You know, with the videos that, that you do, with your tweets that you put on Instagram, with with all your Instagram content. Thank when you. you're working at Betches, all your Betches content. Thank I mean, you. even your podcast, it's humorous. When you come on my show, you're funny. Like even you on, I mean, 
you on Summer House, those pickups that you do, you're telling little mini jokes. Thank you. A commentary on the cast yeah. members. Yeah. And it's all these great experiences. And I feel like the universe, I have this theory that it's like a relationship. If it's meant to be, you can't fuck it up. And if you're meant to go in a certain way, it doesn't matter if you go in the wrong, the wrong road, like the universe will... Get you yeah. in a car accident, so you go into the other road. <laughs> Look how long it took me to loop into lesbianism. Yeah, like you were going to get there eventually. Hot damn. You, you walked in the wrong door, yep. but then that um, erupted in a terrible, terrible forest fire. And then that was a metaphor. And then you found yourself in yeah. a beautiful, um, where does Wonder Woman, woman where is she from, Wonder Woman? I don't know. She's from the land of Lesbos, I think. Yeah, I wanted to use that as the example of where you are now. Thank you. Yeah. Well, also think about this. So like the universe, I've now realized... I've been destined to live in New Jersey for my entire life. I tried to avoid it. I got married to a man from New Jersey. He tried to force me into a mansion. I said, no, not in New Jersey. I'll never go there. And now I'm moving to Jersey City December 20th. I can't fucking believe it. Wait, okay, real quick. I want to talk with you about, um, so Hannah and I are both like New York City girls. Hannah was born and raised in Brooklyn, uh -huh. which I actually heard recently was a lie. That's not you, a lie. Not Brooklyn. You were born and raised in N no the Bronx. I, mean, I was I was Queens. born in the Bronx and I lived there for a year and then I the rest of my life I was in Park Slope, Brooklyn. Oh, okay. That boy you were on a date with, which we'll talk about in a little bit, was full of it. He was like, "She's not from Brooklyn." He's, he just says he's the dumb one. He says whatever comes to his head, which isn't a lot. <laughs> so um, he's and gorgeous. I feel like having lived in New York City for like Jesus, like. Pfft, Long. 15 years almost i'm a, i'm like basically a new yorker now you know i'm from yeah. boston born and bred but whatever but new anyway. york accepts all it's a melting pot if you could survive the subway a couple times you're a new yorker but you moved out to long island city about what six months ago long island city queens baby okay yeah. that's an outer borough and i know technically moving to new jersey is going to a different state i am no longer in <laughs> it a feels borough. like an outer borough though it does feel like an outer borough yeah. it's like what's the difference between living in brooklyn and living in jersey in terms well, of like the queens commute? and jersey is pretty similar okay okay so let's so now we're perfect in comparison okay okay what's the point you're trying to make what's better what's better what's better jersey city or long island city they both have the city the name city in them i may Let's go. have a comedy show coming up in in jersey so i can't talk shit oh no shit. i i like queens personally because i have family in shelter island because you were trying to get me to go out to queens yeah queens is so easy to get out to long island the hamptons that's why i love it i just think ultimately manhattan is um a cesspool of annoying shit yes and i finally was like oh i have to live my crazy life in manhattan and then one day i was That's like how I feel. i'm gonna stop pretending i like people i'm gonna stop pretending i like the hustle and bustle and i am going to live in an outer borough where i'm 100 percent close enough to still get all the cool work done i need to do yes okay so it is so it's doable. i say both of them are great choices don't live in midtown manhattan is my answer right like like why do i feel like i lived on the block of the empire state building every morning uh, one of the sales guys would try to get me to the top of the empire state building. i'm like I bro i see you every f morning you know who i am i'm clearly not a tourist i'm a hannah uh, burner from summer house didn't you know that <laughs> oh my gosh i actually so no, i don't didn't. i don't get recognized that often i would say maybe like twice a week i'm okay. at that's pretty that's um, a lot i'm not counting but like twice a week that's a lot yesterday um was by far the scariest encounter i've ever had tell i was walking on the subway on the yellow line because i'm a badass for people who don't know it's yeah, like where you're not supposed to stand because it's so close well, to the you have to to pass people yeah i was passing people it's passing lane and i'm walking and i see someone on the corner of my eye just like flinch at me and yell like <gasps> And I literally was like, I'm getting attacked. Pushed in. Like, I'm getting pushed I'm getting, in. I'm I almost, the third rail. I literally flinched. I almost hit the third rail. I, no, I didn't fall in. But I like was like, I'm getting mugged. This is it. I knew I was going to get mugged soon. I could tell. 
turn and someone she looks at me and she's freaking out and she's like oh my god i love your podcast and i was like dude i thought i was getting mugged like That's i was like pissed amazing. for a second she yelled in my face in a quiet subway platform like it was really scary and then she dm'd me after because i was like kind of shook and not i mean i was like smiled but i was like okay my adrenaline is pumping out of my earlobes and i earlobes eardrums whatever i like earlobes actually i love an earlobe people <laughs> need to talk more about earlobes anyway she dm'd me she apologized <laughs> but that was one of the scariest experiences of my life. Um, speaking of Summer House and uh, being famous person, um, <laughs> how are your other famous co-stars doing? How's everything going with everybody? I was with Carl last night. He's actually doing pretty well. Okay. He start, he's starting a podcast about roommates, I think. Who knows? Cool. Um, then Kyle and Amanda still don't have a venue. Oh, shit. So that's, that's fun. Um, we'll keep up in that. Um, Paige is dating this guy. Yes. Very seriously. Perry. Yes. Who I love because he owns a pizzeria, so that's free pizza for me. Oh fuck yeah! I'm a selfish friend, and I'm like, how's the Perry guy? I hope he's doing good. Um, I noticed they have cauliflower pizza on the menu now. It's really cool. Can I have one? <gasps> they have the best cauliflower pizza. I want to try it. Sauce restaurant cauliflower pizza, incredible. Um, Lindsay is dating someone now too, and Lindsay and I are like really good right now. It's really I weird. Can, I'm scared. I'm so scared of her. And if, she, and, if, and if she hears this, I'm even more scared of her. But like, it's not a respect, Lindsay. I just want you to know that. It is. And like Lindsay's pretty much always been nothing but nice to me. But I just, Lindsay I'm just, scared of her. I feel she's, like she's unpredictable. She's not warm in the way like I trust you until you wrong me. She's more like I don't trust anyone. Stay out of my way until she decides she trusts you. Okay, that sounds like a fun ass. But the <laughs> but the way she trusts you is by like she'll yell at you and then if. You yell at her back. She starts to respect you, which was not my love language. So she's basically like a member of the mafia. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, and good. when she's on your side, like, she will fuck people up. So I like that. I'm feeling good right now. Okay, and then invincible. also you left something out, a very critical thing. Okay, there's, like, a new cast member who I'm kind of seeing, who I can't announce who he is. Okay, so we won't say his name, but so Hannah, Paige, and I all got asked to go to this um, title Rock the Vote concert yeah. at Barclays, like, like this past week yeah i'm still hungover by the way <laughs> um and the night before we went to this like influence dinner catch and then we went to the the concert the next night and i brought my girlfriend obs um Paige brought perry obs and hannah brought this guy uh -huh. so we have to talk about it because we haven't talked about it yet what was your first um impression well of first things first our seats were so close which is like amazing. we were in the mic in literally i wore earplugs the whole concert because it was so loud yeah it we was were crazy. in the speaker it was very loud. And it wasn't like folk music. It was aggressive, angry rap music. Um, It was really hard to like, I barely spoke to Perry. I just, it was the first time I met him. Yeah. And so I, I could, I, I was singing next to your guy, but like, I couldn't talk and to I was, him. And I was kind of in between you two. And whenever they go, who's from Brooklyn up in this bitch? Because at Barclay Center, I would like freak out. And they're like, who's from Brownsville? And that's when he would turn to me and who's go, who's from Flatbush? And I'd be like, she's not from Brooklyn. I'd be like, Park Slope. Okay. He doesn't understand like what anything is. But he is. I, well, the only thing I can really say, because this is all I really got, was he is hot as like, would you have sex but with him? But he, no. But he winked at Taylor. I don't, I don't have sex with hot boys. Yeah, he winks. It's a, he's, he winks at Taylor, though. So, like, what the fuck is he, what, what's like, he trying to do? He's, like, 35, so he does weird things like wink. He does, like, I don't wink. Well, I don't, you're not 35. Oh, you? my God. Don't you dare make me tell my age on this podcast. <laughs> I will murder you in your sleep. <laughs> no, like, he does that, like, old man wink thing, and it's, like, it's harmless. But he didn't wink at me. So, what the fuck? Um, Because he's intimidated by you. Oh, tell me more. No, I told him. I, like... I told him about okay, you. Okay, so tell me what you told him. This is so fun. You're so funny. No, I just was like, okay, this girl Taylor, um, no one really likes her, but we're all, she's like that <laughs> weird friend we're all nice to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
actually I'm like, you. she's weird, but she's my friend. Um, I know she's kind of weird. No, I basically like talked you up as in I was like, I would not be doing anything I'm doing with like my Shut podcast up. if it wasn't for Taylor. That is way too generous. I was like, no. I was like pretty much the only important thing really to know about her is she's Stassi's best friend. But I'm just <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, thank you. Thank you. He doesn't know who Stassi is. <laughs> well, then you know what? Dump him. Yeah. He is a fool. But I, oh, so he knew that I was like a work person. And so maybe that's why he didn't wink at me. But he should know. He shouldn't wink at my girlfriend. Okay. The next time I see him, I'm coming for him. Would she fuck him? No. She's a bigger lesbian than I am. But he's pretty. He's very pretty. But, you know, we're just. Would not... you touch his dick? No. No. Did you think about it? No. Would you kiss him? No. Yeah, you'd kiss him. But the thing is, you don't know. I, here's the thing. A, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. B, I'm kind of a gay person. Yeah. C, you're my friend and I would never okay, do that. I wanna, you're like thinking way too logically about it. I can't it. Don't factor any of those things in. If you were just single no, and that man no. tried to kiss he's you. He's too pretty. No, he's too pretty. I I had one very pretty boyfriend in college mm-hmm. and it made me nervous and he had to talk me into it and we were friends first and that's the only reason I went down that road. But I like an average dad bod Joe <laughs> as a lesbian. <laughs> and, but, but my girlfriend is ridiculously hot. So yeah, she's gorgeous. It's very annoying. So clearly, She also has swag. I know yeah. it makes me very nervous. I think everyone's trying to steal her from me at all times. And so I fight the world and then she gets mad at me. <laughs> and then my parents yell at me. And it's like a whole thing. Do you feel like I'm going to therapy? Do you really feel soon. like straight girls ever have crushes on her? Yes. Uh, I was straight. Yeah. So when you, I met so you're her. worried about like guys want to fuck her. Girls want to fuck guys, her. I know guys want to fuck her. Yeah. It's not even a question. Yeah. I'm scared that all my straight girlfriends are going to fall in love with her. And that's the thing is Taylor's type is straight. That's her type. What? Chubby and straight. Win-win for me. She loves to turn them? Well, that's what she said. Well, hopefully never again. <laughs> but yeah, that's her thing. Yeah, well, if it was that just, is a lesbian if thing. If it was just a challenge for her, it's been three years. I mean, Darren. Four, four years. Four years. Darren Carp. I feel like, well, we always like kind of kiss. I don't know. I don't even, I just like what? love her affection. Wait, excuse me? I, I don't you know always we, kind of kiss. You I need feel to like definitely kiss on the lips more. before. We kiss on the lips. Yeah, like we kiss, kiss on the lips. Like quick or like long? Like a quick. Okay. That's but like, fine. we're just like, I love you affection. You on the lips? Who? Matt Ryan all the time. My my friend, Nicole, mashup Nicole, well, her Matt's husband. A creep. But he he's kiss like, anything. He literally, but he always kissed me on the lips. And it, it, I'm always like, ah. I don't like that. Uh, but that, that. But that's what Darren and you do. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. Like we just have a lot of like hormones and stuff, and then she, th- th- we have a lot of hormones and stuff. <laughs> like I just feel like she wants to fuck me, and I like to be people wanting to fight. Like <laughs> I have like a weird thing where it's like a body dysmorphia where I think everyone wants to fuck me. You have opposite body yeah. dysmorphia. <laughs> you have confidence. Morphia. I'm like, there's like a dog looking at me. I'm like that dog wants to fuck me. <laughs> There's like <laughs> someone at Dunkin' Donuts like asked me what I want and I'm like, he's trying to fuck me. I'm like, will you come on my podcast? She's like, oh my God, she's going to try to fuck <laughs> me. Fuck, it's like, right, like. But then um, what's Darren has like this gorgeous girlfriend as well. Car- and she's like a boss bitch. Yeah, she's a boss bitch. Carson will cut you. Carson, but like Carson, I think like Does Carson me. also want to fuck you? I don't know. Maybe we'll have a thruple. I've never even it's kissed a, a girl. It's called a threesome. And it's called a, re- a relationship. It's called a thruple. What's the- Oh, well, yeah, I want a relationship. You want to be in a relationship with them? No, that sounds like a nightmare. So back to your hot, not boyfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. So what's the deal with this? Where's it you going? You guys, this is the most fucked up thing I've ever been involved in. But like you don't have sex and he's your boyfriend. Literally, it sounds like a dream. He no, because I'm at the point where like 
he's the kind of guy you just you want to use for his beauty oh and like i don't i'm so afraid of being in a relationship again because i lost myself in my last one which was seven years ago no i'm just kidding it was two years ago uh-huh. but i'm just i'm so focused on my career and i'm like he's the perfect boy toy and yep. then somewhere it got mixed up and i got tricked and i was like talking on the phone with him facetiming him and wasn't getting any orgasms i think he low-key knows i'm trying to use him for his body oh shit so he's not giving it to me so you're the guy and he's the girl yeah and it's that's like, fucking crazy it's not fun it's not fun so you're just gonna stay in it because because i love a challenge okay and it's intriguing. So once you once you bed him, are you going to be over him? Maybe. Isn't that what guys do? Yeah, that's what guys do. So, And I think maybe he knows that. So he's like... But then he's like, oh, we have sex, then maybe we won't want to talk to you anymore. I'm like, honestly, that sounds great. He's a labia tease. He's a labia It's time to talk about one of our sponsors. Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your doorstep. So... Super easy, super convenient. I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes I'm inundated with CBD everything. Soaps and foods and gum and teas and the whole shebangalang. And I'm very interested in CBD because, well, I have massive, massive sleep problems. Like I take medication for it and I want to get off of it. I have super duper sleep anxiety. I've been doing radio now for like 15 years. And you know that feeling when you think you're going to miss a flight? Mm-hmm. That's my life every single morning. So CBD is definitely something that I've wanted to introduce into my life. To be totally honest, I never fully understood like the CBD game until feels came into my life. They make it so, so easy. All you have to do is place a few drops of feels under your tongue and you feel the difference within minutes. Also, I love to ask questions Feels offers a free CBD hotline and text message support to help guide you through your personal experience. So like with Feels CBD, they're going to be able to help people like me with sleep problems. Um, It helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and Feels works naturally to help you feel better. That's a thing. You're not getting high. You're not going to get hung over. You're not going to get addicted. It's just going to help you kind of like operate at your best. And with the Feels membership, you get your CBD delivered to your door every month. You're going to save money on every order and you can pause or cancel at any time. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash Taylor and you're going to get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S, okay? F-E-A-L-S dot com slash T-A-Y-L-O-R to become a member and get 50% off automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash Taylor. And now back to the podcast. So we'll see what happens with that. But it's yeah. the weirdest relationship I've ever heard of in my entire life. Literally. I also need, okay, life is about patterns. Okay. And I really recently realized that my pattern is because I was a tennis player. Obviously, I had to bring that up. Thank God. I was you were a tennis up. player? I was a tennis player. Oh, my and God. And I would get different like reactions from people when I was winning. And it was this kind of like not unconditional love from people around me as in like. So I th- always think that people love me more when I have more accomplishments and success. So my pattern that I have to break is that okay. people love me regardless. But also what's funny is that I start to get. um, But they won't. I know that's like the big awkward it's like the big elephant in the room um and I feel the same the more I win the more people love me and that's and why I'm not winning crazy people don't love me and that's just the reality <laughs> and then Taylor fucks a 
chubby straight girl. Oh my God. At least she'll be chubby. I'll be able to get over that. Thank God her type is chubby. But like if it's her type, I'd still get jealous. Which makes me chubby, by the way. I just want everyone to know that. Like I'm fully aware of that. But like, no, because because I hate myself so much that if somebody even looked like me at all, I'd be like, she she went down. <laughs> Which is Does she like only get turned on by watching you eat? Oh my god, literally. I think I watched that on like a Wait. TLC. I have a question I want to ask you because yeah. like you were like a crop top queen, which I used yeah. to be, but not anymore. Not these days. I, I love crop tops. Um, well, I used to too. Mm-hmm. Enjoy with, it. But with high waisted pants, I'm not a yeah, psycho. Yeah, it's the same. But I will say that like I like. Do you? Okay, so you have crazy confidence. We've just established that because you think everybody wants to fuck you. <laughs> so when you are having sex, which yeah. I know you're not doing with your boyfriend, not yeah. boyfriend, but when you are, are you like? Do you like feel your body? Are you like, yeah, Hannah? Or are you like, I mean, like, I don't mind sex with lights on. Yeah, but like, do you like like it? Are you like my body? Um, I always wonder what it would feel like to like your body. I, I feel like, my, well, that's the thing. I'm not like an overly sexual like, look how fucking hot I am, my body. Because I think I was an athlete for so long, I just see it as like a vehicle. Yeah, I think that's why I'm pretty healthy with it. Okay, as in, if I'm constantly decide if, if I'm hot or not, I'd lose my mind. Right, I just like don't have an opinion. I'm just like, this is me. This is what you get. That's so, so when I'm having when I'm having sex, I'm kind of like, yeah, this is me, and I'm more thinking about like how to orgasm. Like I don't even think about my body. I am like, how do I hide this? How do I hide that? No, I, I literally am just like, wow, he can't find my clit. And how did I get stuck in this position again? <laughs> but I was saying I have these patterns where I like will be with. At first, I didn't realize that I was going for emotionally unavailable men, which is like the first step. Yep. Second step is now I'm realizing like, oh, I go for unavailable men, but I haven't changed the pattern. The That's first where part I currently of recovery am. is acknowledging that so you I've have acknowledged a I have a problem. I'm still with an unavailable okay, man, good. but I'm not really with him. I'm very single. So like if you DMing. met the love of your life when you walked out of my building. I would go on a date with him. Great. Yeah. I love to hear that. I'm very open. And my mom's like, stop wasting your time. And I'm like, honestly, I think there's a reason I'm attracted to unavailable people. Do you think people. you're codependent? Um, yeah. 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 I think we all are. I think most people I like are having one person in my life always that like I know will always be there for me from the like, second I wake up to the second goes. Yeah, like and I've been that way since preschool. Like I always had one girl in the class that like was waiting for me at my locker. You're a psycho. Yeah, I get in a lot of relationships where I make the guys just like yeah. Okay, so now we have to talk about Halloween. <laughs> we have to. Okay, so today's Halloween. Oh my god. Hey, this is the funniest thing to me. So she was we it was after one of the 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 daily talk radio shows, uh, the Taylor Strecker show, and we were talking about Halloween. We're all like, "What are you going to be?" It was with Sean Kilby. What are you going to be? What are you going to be? And Hannah was like, "Honestly, I just like I hate Halloween, but it's such great content. So like, you have to do something." <laughs> and I was like, "That is so fucking millennial, but true." It's but I'm now. It's so true. I've never had Halloween where I have like over one hundred fifty thousand followers. So yep. now I'm feeling pressure. I honestly was talking to my mom coming here and I was like, I think I just want to go hang out with grandpa and like skip Halloween. I hate Halloween in New York City. Why do you hate it? So I'm like, I've actually never liked Halloween. I mean, when I was in college, I would use it as a night to party, you know, but like even like getting the costumes, my costumes always sucked. I've never had a killer costume. I don't like dressing up. I also like, I don't like wearing colors in general. I don't like expressing my I like express myself I guess through my obnoxious personality and not yeah, my outfits because some people live for dressing up I never did what I did for Halloween first I had this outfit once I'm in New York City where I just wear those brown juicy sweatpants yeah with a brown sweatshirt 
and then a bear ear and i was just i wasn't a teddy bear i was just a bear okay like totally same costume i literally was just a bear and it was the most comfortable thing i just like i'm a bear and people be like haha i did that for like three years then i switched to cheetah because i had like a a cheetah sweatshirt and then cheetah leggings and i was a cheetah (laughs) but last year i (laughs) last year you would like this one Uh i did pretty well i ordered post malone tattoos online like they have like an organized like tattoo face of him and then i just wore um my my straight guy roommate's pants which surprisingly fit me a little too no, well that's very concerning and then a, a flannel uh-huh. and then i just like wore my hair down because my hair is already kind of messy uh-huh. and put it on i looked like the hottest lesbian like i was just tatted Actually, with flannels so many lesbians hit on me that night i'm not surprised taylor's um i guess i am a lesbian so taylor's little sister's <laughs> best friend who is straight dressed up like justin bieber a couple halloweens ago and we ran into her on the street and i was deeply attracted to her <laughs> Yeah, and it made me feel so all sorts of weird, and like I just and I have I had a really bad interview with Justin Bieber, so I was like, am I punishing myself? What was bad about it? He hated me. Why? Because I was making fun of Selena Gomez. I said he stole my best friend Selena Gomez because like back at like I invited her to my you wedding. can't be best friends with Selena Gomez was invited to my wedding. You don't know this story? No. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm gonna go real fast. I'm sorry for anybody who's heard this for like the one bajillionth time. <laughs> I'm working at Sirius, okay? I'm on Cosmo Radio with the magazine, which is like a big deal. So celebrities always come in to yeah. Sirius. And so one day the talent guy was like, hey, come downstairs. Somebody wants to meet you. I'm up at the office doing work. Shocking. And so I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm like, I bet it's like maybe a CEO's like kid or wife or something like yeah. that. So I come downstairs and I walk around the corner and banging from like the glass inside of a, of a studio is Selena Gomez going, Taylor! And at this point, she was like Disney Wizards of Waverly Place. But I recognize her because my little sister watches Disney, not me. And but she's still it's not age appropriate for Paige either. Yeah. But I recognize her because I thought she was uber talented because I thought Miley Cyrus was so fucking annoying. Yeah. But I thought she was like the I I was like, I bet my money on that little girl. She's real talented. Yeah. She came out. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited to meet you. And she's like, and then she's like, but you have to meet my mom. So they listened to you And her mom was like, you are my best friend. I literally driving Selena around to auditions. I had no friends in Los Angeles. I had no like significant other. It was me and Selena and she was hours in auditions and I just listened to you. Was your show inappropriate at all? It was Cosmo, 18 yeah. plus, kind of. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like teenage girls can like. You taught Cosmo Selena magazine. how to give Justin a blowjob. But basically, yes. And her <laughs> mom, she would like, her, she would say, she said to me, my mom always say, what would Taylor say? What would Taylor do? Shut. Swear to fucking God. Wait, so me and Selena Gomez has something in common. We have to credit you with our career. You got it. So I remember when she like first came out with, naturally, when you're with me, baby. Oh, I love that song. And she like had a band behind her. I went to the Gramercy Theater and stood backstage with her and her mom, with, with her she mom. She performed at the Gramercy Theater? Yeah, it was me, her mom. Um, and then it was um, Catherine Heigl, which was so... No, 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 not Catherine Heigl. Catherine McPhee, which was oh, so weird. okay. It was when she was in that show about, like, the Broadway. Was she, like, opening for her or something? No, she was just there hanging out. Okay, I was cool. like, that's weird. Now she's married to... Yes! It's oh, David Foster. David Foster. Um, so weird, so weird. So anyway... So you invited... So I was uh, I was planning a wedding, and I knew that they listened to the show, and they invited me to all the stuff. That literally stuff. makes no sense. The fact what? that you're like, I'm planning a wedding, they invited me to the show... But, but no, but like I had their number, like they and invited like, me to everything. Yeah, but it's not their wedding they're inviting you to. I Weren't know. you afraid Selena would have caused like a buzz that in your wedding well, and make it I about her? I debated it. I was like, oh, if she's there, it's going to be like, like all would about you Selena. let me film Summer House at your, bar- at your wedding? Yes. Okay, well, <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> There's two types of people. I tried to get my cousin, like, I was like, I can't go to your wedding unless you let me film because it was during, and she was like, she was like, yes. And then she's like, yeah, my husband said no fucking way. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> so I invited them to the wedding. They didn't come, but they sent a gift. 
So that's like something. Wait, so like, are you? Do you follow each other on Instagram? No, okay, I, got, I really got to work on getting that relationship back. Yeah, like big time. But anyway, so cut to Justin Bieber. Years later, came into Sirius, and I, for whatever reason, was the only person Sirius that got to interview him. There was like cameras from NBC. He was doing this special. It was a big fucking deal. My producer fought for the interview for me. Yeah, we prepped like crazy, and she was like, "I want you to Chelsea handler him. You're an adult woman. You're married. Yep. Like, don't like." pander to him yeah be tough with him yeah but the thing was he wasn't he knows chelsea handler's gonna be like that he didn't know i was gonna be like that yeah so when i started like to tease him he got pissed pissed real bad and then i was like you my whole and do you was, do the chelsea handler thing or were you no, like not that comfortable with it no it's like an art well, my thing was she's you, my favorite by the way stole my best friend selena gomez that was the joke and he took it so seriously and he was so pissed off and he was like taylor this is what he said to me taylor Selena never talks about you. And I was like, I know. But the more mad he got, the more fun it was to tease him. How old was he? He was like, it was like right when he was like, I'm a little boy to be in like, I have hair on my So dick. he was like 15? It was like 15, 16. So you so got in a fight with a 15 year old. Yeah, precisely. And then <laughs> and in order to calm me down, he had to hug me. So he won, I lost. Oh, so anyway. You ended up getting, so. <laughs> he won, I lost. I almost got fired. Shockingly, I didn't get fired then. Anyway, the moral of the story is Justin Bieber Fuck gives Justin me PTSD. Bieber. But when Taylor's little sister's friend was dressed up like, him. I was attracted to him. I don't know what's going on. I also love Ruby Rose. There you go. But Halloween, it's kind of the pits. You would fuck Ruby Rose? I wouldn't fuck her. I just think she's like, so, I can't take my eyes off of her. So you'd fuck her? No. I'm Hannah, just trying to get you to speak like I don't that. think you understand my sexuality. Would you make love with her? I would not make love with anybody but Taylor Donahue. Have you ever gone down on a woman? What do you think? I'm in a lesbian relationship. Okay, I was just checking. So Halloween, so so basically. Oh yeah. Oh, so for Halloween, so what are you gonna do this okay, year? Nothing. Year, you're gonna be so attracted to me. What are you doing? I'm gonna be Guy Fieri. Ah, uh, gross. I love. I love Guy. I love <laughs> I Guy Fieri. He's I iconic. Him. I'm just gonna go around being like, we're going to Flavor Town, and it's gonna be funny i think so i think it'll be funny but then i can't the reason i think i might not do it is that i can't imagine leaving my apartment building that's like kind of nice where they see me like look all serious all the time like in a guy fairy costume hannah I like that's what i can't hannah, get over hannah, i promise you your building people don't take you seriously yeah you're right especially <laughs> especially because i got you, home at like 3 a.m last you night. live there you probably stumble home half the time also i have got locked out a couple times with in my pajamas so that's that's my own issues. Okay, so best Halloween costume you've ever worn? Um, Post Malone. Okay, a worst Halloween costume you've ever worn. You can go to childhood if you want. Um, oh, apparently I dressed up as Nala when I was a kid. And then my parents got a call from the teacher saying that Hannah's um, good, bad, has really good at saying character. Bad thing is she's scratched every kid <laughs> in the class. <laughs> Oh my God. Like I was legit scratching kids through and through. Um, she scratched four kids' eyes out. <laughs> okay, slutty versus funny Halloween costume. Which way are you always, going? Always, always funny. Have you ever had a slutty Halloween costume? Um. Oh my gosh! Once my this is like such a different time. My friends and I decided to dress as gingers. So we literally what? put I, on like slutty dresses and then re a red wig with freckles, which this is feels like in ten more years this will be like like you'll like you get, get canceled. Like it was so weird. And then I remember I got drunk and I hate dressing up and I took my wig off and my friend was like, "You can't take your wig off. We're gingers." And I was like, <laughs> "I look so ugly as a ginger," and I was crying because I looked ugly. So that was my sluttiest costume. <laughs> Have you ever been in a couple costume? 
Um, no, I'm not a loser. I'm just kidding. I no, no I did. Fair. Oh my god, I was. What? Okay, this is how lazy me and my friend were in college. This is bringing up crazy memories. We both just bought white T-shirts. I was the alt button. She was the delete button. Stop. And then we go. Control, we lost our control. We lost our control. That's you're such a fucking nerd. That was the nerdiest even. thing I've ever done, and no one got it the whole time. And so then, that was that was great. And then also, we didn't even touch upon this. So what's with you and the witch stuff? I mean, isn't this isn't this like y'all's day? I well, it's funny. I'm like, I feel like I'm like an ally to the witch community. Okay, because I like I, I started with Bedges making fun of horoscopes, like doing real horoscopes, making them relatable. Like yep. the moon is in, in Uranus this weekend. You definitely should not do anal because it will go bad or something. <laughs> um, and then I just I just started embracing, like. I would do like tarot readings. I wouldn't do it, but I'd get them done. And I just love being around spiritual people that see the world in a different way. Um, so we're just going to sacrifice a couple bodies. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah. happy Halloween to you and your witchy friends. Happy Halloween to you. Uh, Hannah Berger, I love you very much. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Your you're fire, the best. As always, you're the best. You guys follow Hannah on social media. On social media, what? Am I your grandma? I don't know. That's okay. Hannah actually still got it more than me. Okay. Yeah. Follow <laughs> Hannah on Instagram at Burns. Being Burns. Being Burns. At Being Burns. B-E-R-N-Z. Yeah. Burns. Being Burns. Also, I started a Patreon. Like, I just started where I'm doing solo episodes where I kind of give the real dirt on my life besides just burning in hell where I interview people. So check out my Patreon.com slash burning in hell. Okay, perfect. And then also listen to her podcast, Burning in Hell. And live shows. Everywhere. If you're on Long Island. Yes. Boston. I'm going to have Paige Sorbo on it, Carl Radke, Jesse Jollis, yep. Lev Fur, the comedian, Dylan Palladino, maybe Kyle Cook. It's going to be loaded. I love that. And where yeah. can they get tickets? Um, On my Instagram, there's a link and everything is there. Hannah, love, light, and bless, baby. Uh, bless you, boo. <laughs> bless you, you boo-boo. That's it for us. Have a great and happy Halloween. <laughs> and we'll be back next week with another amazing podcast. Until then, rate, review, and subscribe. Bye, girl, bye.